Yeah. I got nothing. All right. Welcome to this week's edition of Who's Your Real Dad? It's not Greg. Here's a hint. Mine's probably a couch cushion. Not me. Mine's the backseat of a Cadillac out by the bar. Mine's a leftover pancake that someone left on the counter overnight and then you wanted to wake up and eat it but realized it was left out overnight so it was kind of squishy but rubbery and you thought fuck it it's edible and then you ate it and it wasn't good how'd your morning go greg you want to talk about it i had a bad pancake (laughs) (laughs) so nanner news is old enough to rent a car today in most states, yeah. I think all states, actually. Mm-hmm. And its car insurance will go down. All state. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Christ, because it's getting expensive. Yeah, it's been absurd to insure the car of the podcast. Well, it was yeah. a young driver for a long time. So. Yeah, the right. podcast. But, you know, we've, we've made it, you know, 25 weeks now, so it's, yeah. it's proven that it knows how to survive. It needs to get out and start making its own way <laughs> in the world today. Right. Speaking of plants, let's go to our... Headline with Who Wants Bananas. <laughs> Why plants? What an aggressive, incorrect segue. <laughs> Headlines. So speaking of phoenixes and plants, uh, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. Guess who's trying to make a comeback? Is it really a comeback? But it's Intel. <laughs> I just love the you numerous know, attempts that Greg, there have been in the past five minutes to try and get the segue down. Greg, I want you to know there are three people here. You don't have to ask yourself questions. <laughs> I'll tell you, Greg. Want to talk about Pat Gelsinger? This is a Gelsinger move. It, it he, is, apparently. He's the CEO of Intel, which is known as AMD Jr. And he invested <laughs> $20 billion in two Arizona factories because they want to innovate and make seven nanometer chips that AMD made last year. Ryan, go. I was going to say, didn't AMD already do this? Yeah, Dr. Lisa's like in the big leagues, and Intel <laughs> is like that minor league baseball team that just started up that's really trying, but they have to play freaking Trenton every day, and then they're not a good team. Shouts out to the Montgomery Biscuits, best, <laughs> ne- best name in minor league baseball. But they're, they're doing this in an attempt to build chips for Qualcomm and even Apple. They're potentially, so the... Uh, What's his face? Mr. CEO there, the newly appointed CEO kind of was talking about it and was just like, well, we want to get Apple. They want to do Amazon, Qualcomm, Apple, all that jazz. Yeah, they want to get back and all the people that dropped them. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I mean, Apple's the only one I think that's still regularly putting the processors in there. It's like a bad boyfriend who like got dumped and then went and like rediscovered himself and went on to like some kind of hike in India, came back, but all of his exes have moved on to bigger and better things. And he's like, but look at me now. I find it interesting that they're going to target Qualcomm, who is generally kind of the chip manufacturer for things. So Yeah, they're huge in the chip I would imagine if I, I would imagine that this is just short-term, that they're trying to partner with them because of the shortage. And they might be like, hey, look at us. Can we buy you? Yeah, look at how they, much money we're if, investing. If in, yeah, but well, yeah, I don't think they'd buy. I don't think they... I don't think they'd be allowed to acquire like Qualcomm or anything like that. I think uh, be, you say that, but well, I don't think I think it would be too much of the chip manufacturing sector. Yeah, it would be. It, it, I would hope it is truthfully, yeah. but I don't know. I know there has been there. I don't recall offhand there were talks of somebody acquiring Qualcomm. Uh, a little uh, there have been talks. For, yeah, for, yeah. It's it's come up a couple of times or like deep pocket partnerships or something to to that extent. Right. So but. I think 
yeah, I think this is just Intel just being more, way more aggressive. I mean, I, I their new foundry, their new place is awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good for them. Um, so by the time they release the seven nanometer chips in 2023, AMD will have uh, full retail availability for the five nanometer, which I think <laughs> they're only using for like servers and stuff. Like so you XM joke, stuff. but like they they're. Their roadmap is five nanometer for the Correct. Zen Four. No, yeah, so that's what it is. It's they entirely want a five possible. Nanometer <laughs> standard. Well, that, that I mean, sounds. We like are approaching, you know, the limits of thermodynamics when we're getting to that small of a die. But you know, well, we'll let hey, well, Doctor Lisa figure that out. Once so. the once the retail party for five nanometer shows up, put me down for a plus one. Right. <laughs> I was going to say that Intel and AMD are both at the top of the game. It's like AMD's one and uh, I'm Intel's just saying, one Tyler, plus. that's a pretty smart decision. I'm looking forward to watching that happen. Well, as we skip arm in arm through this segue, uh, as me is the, apparently the resident wearables expert. Yeah, uh, by far. OnePlus, the phone manufacturer, kind of came out of nowhere years ago, making the the less expensive kind of offshoot flagship, now making the equally as expensive offshoot flagship, has announced a new smartwatch. Great. Have you uh, bought it yet? Uh, no, they announced it. Today okay. he wants uh, to. I I I might. He does I might he wants to? Like we I, talked about it earlier. Can we talk about how the last one went? Let's go. The one. To be fair, that was a twenty dollars watch. I didn't expect. It. To be I, fair, though, it's pretty solid. It's a good twenty dollars watch. I, I bought it because it was a fun toy. That's about it. And it's <laughs> and, fairly decent for right, what it is. We, we knew all that going into it. This right. seems much more much more cohesive. So it's not using Wear OS. Using a proprietary um. Uh, operating system, mm-hmm. which seems to be the move because Wear OS is garbage. It's not yep. great. Um, Google has just mostly abandoned it at this point. Yep. Um, is it LG's TV software? It is not. <laughs> Basically, no. it's Doom. <laughs> uh, but no, so they have they have a proprietary OS. The battery will last roughly. Between, uh, they're aiming for two weeks with average use. Can go down to seven days if you have like regular heart rate monitoring. Still pretty extensive. Seven days of battery life for a smartwatch. Mm-hmm. I know smartwatches don't use a lot of battery life, anyways, but I know that they also can. Yeah. Depending on what you have running. Yeah. So, so it'll be about a week. Uh, OnePlus is going to be using their warp charge technology in it. So you, you were get telling a, me about that. You can get about a week on twenty minutes, mm-hmm. which um, is fucking absurd. They yeah, they've used that technology in their phones already, so it works really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just impressed they managed to get it into a watch. The watch has IP68 water uh, water resistance ratings. It has uh, GPS. It has four gigs of onboard storage, a little bit less because the OS and everything right. has to take that up. Uh, it has a bunch of stuff, heart rate, oxygen sensing, the standard stuff for wearables now. It, the interesting part is it's only for Android currently. That's a bold move. It then is. again... You're not going to get into Apple because Apple has their own thing. They won't let anybody partner. Say, what else would it be that. for? You, no, no. You so like where you can use a Wear OS watch on iOS. Not officially and not well. You can go. Yo, I, I had one. I, I did it. It works, but barely. Yeah, you can. I mean, not you well. Can. It's supported. You can go and download the Wear OS app and run it that way. Does it work well? Yeah. No, because you have to keep the app open twenty four seven in order for it to work. Uh, there are other there are other smartwatches that will work on. Uh, iOS. Mm-hmm. This one they they expect iOS uh, compatibility at some point. They're going to be they're working on it, but as of now, it's only Android. Uh, One hundred and sixty bucks on sale April sixteenth. I don't think it's a bad, bad price. Truthfully, it's a pretty looking watch. For everything it's got going for it. Yeah, it's, it's it, pretty solid. This is kind of the same strategy they used when they were when they announced their first phone. Kind of match all the specs of what's out there. Get something a little bit better. A little bit. Something good, right? Hit them with a fairly low price tag. Get people interested in their their ecosystem. 
So right. I'm excited. Yeah, it's like a copy of other watches, but it's done right. Copy right. It's copy done right. 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 Yeah, there are no issues. Hey, Greg, do you know where we are right now, perhaps? Potentially? YouTube. Oh, <gasps> wow. Fuck. I didn't know that. Uh, yes. So I got a little bit of a, a double whammy with oh, snap. Uh, some news. A so, twofer? So YouTube is doing some stuff. Nice. They do stuff. Uh, one thing I think is kind of cool. The other one is kind of sleazy. Um, All right. That sounds like YouTube. Money so, laundering. Right? Yes, exactly. It. You can <laughs> actually just mail check cash to YouTube. Don't ever mail cash. Don't mail. Yeah, just, just don't do don't that do at it. all, ever, um, for any reason. But no, so YouTube, in uploading your videos, they're going to be scanning the videos for any potential copyright problems. Mm-hmm. So if you do have them, it says, hey, here's the issue that we've uh, determined at this timestamp. You can change it if you want to. Some people will specifically, like, they'll, like the things they have, they know are going to be copyright claimed or whatever. And like, they'll just of, keep going with yeah, it. Yeah, because like, at that point, so there's a lot of, like, reviewers, reactors, whatever it might be. The nature of their channel is kind of uh, copyrighted content, but whatever. So at least they're warning you. They're giving you a heads up if that's going to be the case, if it's going to cause problems with the the copyright system. Right. To where you potentially... Because it won't prevent you from uploading the video. Correct. It will prevent you from making money on the video. Potentially. Right. If, if somebody hits you with a copyright strike. Right. Well, if well, not necessarily that. If they... Because uh, if a copyright strike, then, then that's bad because then your channel gets... Um, you'll, get, you'll, get, you'll get a strike. You um, can get like but, three strikes before your account's shut off entirely. But if they get copyright claimed, then basically the money that would go to you goes to them instead, or like a portion, something along those lines. But they give you a heads up beforehand. And in researching that, I also realized that YouTube is working on an algorithm that will scan the videos for particular products that are in the videos Mm -hmm. and then post up a link to those products kind of like between videos, a scrolling bar underneath, like on the bottom of the screen. And they're going to use it to kind of like, oh, you watched this video that had these products, watch these videos that also have these products or things similar kind of help use that as a recommendation engine as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously have affiliate links and things like that. Which is pretty solid, honestly. But it's it's affiliate links for them. It's not Mm. affiliate links for the content creator. That's less solid, actually. So if there's like, if we had like this tape measure, and then Google flagged it and went, oh, go buy this tape measure on wherever. We get, we see nothing for that, but YouTube and Google, Do. they get ad right. revenue for them. Right. Because technically at that point, they're not paying you for an advertisement. You're just They're just scanning what's around you and going, here, you looked at this, mm-hmm. you know, which is Basically. real skeevy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, so two parts. It's YouTube's platform. They can do with it what they will, right? At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's a private business. They do what they want. Yep. That being said, when you create something, by law, you have created it. It is yours. Right. Uploading it to YouTube, it's mm-hmm. their platform. They can do what they want. I don't like that they're hijacking your content that you have created to make money themselves and not giving you a cut. I would be real upset if for like product reviewers or people who are reviewing these things for, for money or have affiliate links, like they're like, Hey, go buy it for my link in the description below. Or if you do, it helps me out, whatever. And then Google just sees that and goes, Oh, we'll post our own link between videos on mobile. When's the last time you looked in the description for anything? Never, ever. Right. So I'm hoping that Google or YouTube will allow like an on-screen thing that 
uh, to have a cre- link pop up that creators can put on or that it goes to the creators or whatever. Like, I don't, mm. it's still very, very early. I will say that they're, they're just starting testing in the U S they did start a very, very small scale test in 2020 Yeah, that they apparently went well enough to start a larger scale test. So it's still in early development right now. I'm, I'm nervous about it. We'll see how, we'll see what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll, I'll, Put rose-colored glasses on and say YouTube would never do anything that would harm its creators' financial <laughs> well-being in any way. But they, that's kind of their mo. <laughs> I know, right? So we'll we'll see. I, I hope to God that it, it doesn't actually yeah, there's, end up hey guys, working out that way. There's guess, a lot of things that would be purchased in those videos. Guess what I found? What did you, what find, did you right? find? Discord. Discord right here. I don't. I Discord don't, right here. I, I don't know what organs hurt. <laughs> But I feel like my body is. You want to buy it from me for ten billion? <laughs> Speaking of oh. Discord, Greg. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people use Discord. We all use Discord. Yeah. Huh. In fact, 140 million people use Discord. I use Discord okay. daily. Discord, which is actually valued at seven billion, which is mm. weird because the only way it makes money is off of that ten dollar a month Nitro thing, which I don't think any of us have. No, I don't have it. But apparently, for people who do server hop a lot and are in there all the time, it makes a lot of sense. But, but also, but it doesn't offer a ton outside of like high resolution screen sharing, some sticker packs, and and some other things. But like, well, they make a lot of money off of it. Some sticker packs. Oh like, well, yeah, a people. Lot. That's what people buy. Yeah. The there's the people. Who they made 130 million dollars off of it last year. Anyway, so this is seven billion dollar company is reportedly in talks of being acquired for 10 billion dollars, and Microsoft is in talks. Now, Microsoft is in the headline, but also Amazon and Epic Games are also in talks. Uh, the reason why Microsoft is headlining is because uh, Discord has signed an exclusive acquisition deal with Microsoft, supposedly, uh, which means that for a certain period of time, Microsoft has that to themselves to negotiate. If after that time period, nothing happens, they can move on. Um, now, they may not necessarily make a deal since they're so valuable and, and they've got so many buyers interested. They may just decide to go public because they're not a publicly traded company. Not yet. Um, so they might look at that and go, we might be worth more than that. Um, you know, if, you know, we go public. So uh, that's that's about it. But I think if micro- Microsoft acquires Discord, um, I would imagine that that becomes sort of a centerpiece of their console system in terms of, you know, utilizing that stuff to, to talk and, Agreed. and I mean, hang out better. And Really, regardless of what company acquires them, if they end up going with an acquisition rather than going public, which I'm, I'm hoping they go public, in my opinion personally, but team or uh, Microsoft already has their their Teams app. It's it's already a web based application based chat software, which is effectively the same thing as Discord. In my opinion, though, Discord does do it better. Um, but that's a matter of perspective. Truthfully, if Amazon picks it up, that would be very interesting because they already have Twitch, and there could be a fairly I say fairly seamless. I don't know the logistics on the back end, but I imagine it would be a, a fairly seamless. Uh, uh, integration with discord and twitch together there's a lot of features that that discord already has built in for streamers so and a lot of the streamers nowadays have discord servers dedicated to what they do especially content creators of any sort all seem to have a discord server dedicated so yeah and that kind of system is you know really valuable Mm -hmm. um considering that especially kids nowadays you know even in high school that's what they use. It's Snap and Snapchat Discord. and Discord. Mm-hmm. So and and I think you know I I think that they should go public. Um, I agree. That'd be worth more because technology like that is what put them on the map. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm 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 hoping, without stepping on your uh, 
uh, your segue here. You did. There we go. Yeah, yeah 100% did. Uh, <laughs> looking into just what Discord does for their Nitro, um, they have two different versions. One's 10 bucks, one's 5 bucks. The $10 one gets you better emojis, personal profiles. You can support a server, which then gets everyone on there. Higher voice quality, mm-hmm. better video. You can uh, increase your upload size by a lot. Pretty substantial amount, because so, right now I think it's capped at like eight megs or something right. like that. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's not a lot for. Yeah, I hit it all the time. Uh, yeah. With <laughs> uh, with the ten dollar month, you get up to a hundred megs per file, which is um, huge. And then they Very have the, they have the five dollar one that gives you kind of like half of all that. Um, so there's quite a bit, uh, and it really does put them on the map. Absolutely, it certainly does. Speaking of maps, and now, we already, I want to put my butt on your keyboard, button keyboard. So we talked about Apple a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit earlier with Intel, um, but Apple had an interesting article that I was reading earlier today. Apple has rolled out, it's currently in their beta program right now, it's beta version 11.3. Um, they're rolling out an update that will allow, not allow, it is going to map game controller inputs to keys on the keyboard. In and of itself, doesn't sound awful. It's specifically geared towards uh, like iPad and iPhone apps that you would be running on your M1 Mac or something along those lines. Oh, gotcha. Um, it's effectively a game controller emulation software that's integrated into the Mac OS. So, yeah, they're 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 dipping their toes in the gaming water. Well, see, they were doing great, but they did fuck it up pretty hard, in my opinion, because you are not, as of right now, you are not able to rebind the keys in any way, shape, or form. So meaning that the game that you're in dictates Dictates exactly how the keys are going to function, um, and it, they do equate to key presses on a controller. For instance, A is typically jump, so they may inadvertently map it to spacebar but spacebar in multiple games can do different things but isn't that already the case to an extent but in other games you can remap that as you want you can't do that's that true. here that's true so if you're used to shift always being sprint and in some games it's crouch for whatever reason that you're, that's just how it is and you're gonna have to adjust I hate that so it's interesting to see them kind of getting into those that area um i don't like that you can't map the keys but it is also in beta so we'll we'll see if it ends up uh, getting changed on that, but the next thing so dumb yeah the, it's the, not it's it's not good. The next thing I don't want to segue because I did not hear this news and it's making me very upset. Oh okay. yeah, because so, I don't know what the alternative is here. And I think if, I think if you just keep if you keep on that mentality, you're just going to shut down. Great. Yeah, <laughs> great, Tyler. That was really good. So Sony, for those of you who don't know, is shutting down the PlayStation Store for exclusive, uh, sp- specific consoles. Allegedly. Yeah. They have not made their announcement as of this recording. And I have two of these. Yes, they have not made their announcement. They also have not denied it, which is fairly textbook. Read into it how you will. Right. It's all hearsay until they confirm it. But I will say that typically... When things come out about Sony and it's not true, they're the first ones to say it's not. And they've been very quiet about this. They do have an announcement coming up later this month that they have said, hey, we're, we're doing a thing end of the month, so we'll see what happens. But reportedly, and the leak, I say leak, the, the news was broken by uh, The Gamer, which is an online gaming resource, mostly articles and news in the gaming industry. Um, but they had reported that the PlayStation Store for the 
PlayStation 3, the PSP, and the PS Vita was going to be shut down as of the summer. Um, specifically, it was reported that PlayStation 3 and the PSP stores themselves were going to be closed as of June 2nd, and the PS Vita was following suit in August 27th. So what this would mean is that you would no longer be able to purchase any digital content for either, any of those consoles at all. Physical content would still be fine. You could still buy your your CDs if you need to, your game, your physical copies. Uh, but they will. you'll see a lot of issues with that. Uh, supply and demand will become a huge issue because nobody's making them anymore. Yeah, start buying up all the discs that you can. Yep. So, it's interesting. I mean, I, I haven't bought a game on, on PS3 or, or PSP in a while, mm-hmm. but now I want to. And now that I want to, I'm angry. And that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it begs the question because Xbox is uh, very similar uh, with their layout with their store, but they did it differently where everything is kind of integrated. It uses the same backbone from what I understand because you can still log on to an Xbox 360 and buy stuff. Well, on keep in mind that Sony's software has always been an issue. Yeah, and, their, and their UI. And even on the PS3, trash. the UI was not good. For getting in the store, bad. navigating around. So I'm assuming that they've probably abandoned that infrastructure, for and starting with the PS4 and the PS5, did a whole new system. Um, and besides, I'm sure you can. You know, they're doing this also because you know it probably hogs up space. It'll push people to the PS5 that you still can't buy. Um, and uh, I, I'm assuming that it'll just end up being you know worth more to shut it down because I, I would I could I would like to see the sales numbers over the last year on who's buying what from these. Right. Yeah, it is kind of surprising that um they're shutting it down entirely because like in theory they could just like make some things backward compatible, digital only or whatever. They've like, always had a hard time with backwards compatibility though. It it blows Which is my mind because ironic because the PlayStation three at launch had backwards compatibility and then they and pulled it. They yeah yeah like Microsoft has been crushing backwards compatibility mm-hmm. for the so the the one the one X the three sixty all had decent backwards compatibility. Yep, the right out of the gate. PS three had backwards compatibility. Got that got nixed pretty quickly after even not even after the first generation. Oh god, it was I think it was months after it had released they yeah. they pulled it. It was I, I I don't remember even why they said they did it. Um. They kept they kept the other OS option longer than they kept backwards compatibility. Yeah, you could sideload Windows on there. Yeah, I'm, uh, you could. Linux was a better better uh, option. Yeah, generally. but yeah, the um, fact that you could do anything. Yeah, was which was wild. Um, and they, I, I don't know. It just seems wild to me. Mm. Yeah, it, it. I I think a lot of it has to do with what you were saying, Greg, where they're trying to just make a push to the newer consoles. They want to get people off of these older systems, and they don't really want to support them digitally because it's. I mean, how much? How much money do you think they're actually making? Granted, most of the sales from these consoles are probably going to be on the digital marketplace, but how many people are still to this day dead set on only playing their PlayStation uh, Three or even a PSP? Right. I mean, I have a PSP. I haven't turned it on in years. Mm-hmm. So, hey, do you know what nerds say at a soccer game? No. Oled, 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 Oled. <laughs> hey, you know what? To make up that song took guts. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Greg, just Nintendo. Oh, get uh, out. That was oh, worse so than You his. flipped it around on me. You pulled the old switcheroo. <laughs> oh, my God. The both of you are Nvidia. horrible. Nvidia. <laughs> uh, so there are a lot of rumors, a lot of hubbub, a lot of buzz that there will be a new Switch coming out by the end of this year. That'll be fucking awesome. That'll be utilizing a new Nvidia SoC, so the system on chip, 
that'll upgrade its GPU and its CPU to allow it to be 4K, upscale wow. to 4K while it's docked. That's not, fair. Not handheld because, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Because the text is already hard enough to read. It's true. Um, they're thinking it's going to have an OLED screen as well, which would be real nice. That would be dope. Um, it is all pure rumors right now. Um, yeah. But Nintendo is one of those game companies that has a big habit of shortly before release a little bit of information will get leaked. Yeah. It'll be a rumor, but a little bit of information will get leaked and they yeah. won't go in and deny it. Similar to how Sony was before, but Nintendo is the same way. If something is wrong, they will tell you yeah. that it's wrong. So, yeah, this new the new Nvidia chip in the Switch will take advantage of Nvidia's DLSS. Mm-hmm. So they're oh, wow. they're deep learning deep deep learning super sampling for the the upscaling and everything. So it's just one of the kind of AI things that Nvidia's mm-hmm. been doing. We've sung their praises week after week. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see probably the biggest downside of the Switch get resolved if that happens. Because the graphical uh, fidelity yeah. of it is not. Yeah, the, a lot of the ports that they had that came from the other consoles, uh, you noticed a pretty significant quality drop on the Switch. But, I mean, given the difference in consoles, it's understandable. So the fact that they're touting... Right, and the fact that what I was able to do, and you look at something like Skyrim... Yeah, to, or even Witcher 3, which was a terrible experience, right. admittedly, but it was still like impressive that it ran as well as it even did. Right, so this, I think this is going to be studly. If this is true, this yeah. will be I be think cool. it'll be pretty great. Yep. So, looking forward to that. Yep. But Speaking of, since we've touched on all of the other major console manufacturers, you know, in the last 10 minutes, might as well hit the last one in here. So, Xbox. Yeah, good segue. Solid. Yeah, thank Real you smooth. so much. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, I practiced that one in my head for I'm here live. Minutes. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> you know my my old girlfriend actually uh, is a is a is a professional fighter. Yeah, my Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, hate everything that's going on here right now. I, I just want Tyler, you to know I had a great segment. Tyler took her from me, but uh, you know we were gonna get dinner, but couldn't have a didn't really set up a firm date. That's not even in the title of this. No, what that's you, a, I'm going bullet <laughs> points down. I'm going deep in the bullet points here. <laughs> okay, thought I would make so, that clear. That didn't really network. Oh, God. Xbox, I'm just going to stop you both right now. Microsoft has come out and confirmed as of March 22nd. So yesterday, the day of recording is the 23rd today. So yesterday. (laughs) Don't tell them, man. They're fine. Microsoft (laughs) confirmed that Xbox Live is going to be no more. They are rebranding it. So it's not going to go away. It's just being rebranded to Xbox Network. And the reason that they're actually doing it is to make the clear difference between the Xbox network, which is what Xbox Live runs on. They want to differentiate between the Xbox network and the Xbox Live Gold membership. Apparently that's been confusing, apparently. Well, I think it's caused a lot of issues because me and Tyler mentioning it before, where some, for instance, some games that are free to play aren't free to play on Xbox. It's like Rocket League and Fortnite. You used to need... Xbox Live to play them, and that's mm-hmm. what people were upset about. So now you just need access to the Xbox network. Right, which there's very, very little details on it right now. They don't even have an official release date for it yet, but it they did say that it's going to be in the coming months where we're going to start to get like a hard date of, hey, here's the Switch. Um, so it's really, it's, just, it's a move for them to kind of do a little bit of CYA uh, as far as the free-to-play games that they've gotten backlash for over the years. Uh, as well as I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be another catch with it. So I, I don't know if there's going to be a catch, but I imagine. So 
So you're still going to need a paid subscription to play multiplayer. Play games. multiplayer. Yeah. Standard so, multiplayer. So my guess, right? Either it's going to say, "Hey, you need Game Pass to play this." Full stop right there. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Or I swear to fuck if they say you need Xbox Network Plus, I am throwing <laughs> my Xbox at underprivileged children. Yeah. Because it is who it makes me mad. Well, they yeah. can use it. So not at Mach Two, they can't. That's true. Not a screaming slider <laughs> down home plate. And apparently, we're on a baseball field. Yeah. And I'm holding an Xbox. Uh, throwing an Xbox, not holding. I will. I'm holding. <laughs> throw these hands in a minute. But I, I have a hunch that we will probably see where they'll introduce a entry level tier membership, which will just kind of like how Xbox Live used to be back in the day before Game Pass and everything existed, where it was five bucks a month. You'll probably see that five dollar a month. Uh, subscription service come back and you're going to have access to Xbox network. I hope that they don't because again, it's not solving the problem of the free to play game. I don't, but I don't think they're going to charge for the Xbox network because they, they, nobody else charges for online access to play the free to play games. Not, not, not for the free to play games. No. Right. So it, it, I think that's like, you can be on the Xbox network. So as long as you're connected to the internet, you're on the Xbox network, you're playing through an Xbox, you're good to go. You need Xbox network plus to play with other people on other games that cost money. I hope they don't mix this in because they were also uh, in the same article that I was reading. They had mentioned that Xbox was Remember earlier in the year, we had covered it um, (laughs) where Xbox was trying to raise the price. They were almost trying to double the price that didn't work. And everybody was like, absolutely not. So I I really hope that they don't take this as a sign like that. They can get away with that now because that's not going to work. No, I doubt it. They would have to throw so much shit at it. But. Mm-hmm. Great job. So, uh, speaking of throwing shit, that was Nanner News. <laughs> it can rent a car. Oh, sorry, that was headlines. That was uh, headlines. So now we're going to move on to... Weird News of the Week. The weirdest of the news. Weird News of the Week. And did you know that uh, when Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse were living together, they had two separate fridges, and Mickey could never find the jelly because it was always in the mini fridge? So you know who we just talked about Xbox in the last article? I want crickets in that silence. I'll put them in. That was such a just such an aggressive <laughs> silence. Oh, uh-huh. where's the jelly, bitch? Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, what? that's fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy. Uh huh. I want a dinner. Mickey's gonna smack a bitch. <laughs> I'm isolating that. That's going to be a button on the damn thing. I said marble reds, not lights. <laughs> so, in any case, <laughs> you smell what the rock is cooking? We have to throw a, a quick super shout out to Microsoft's marketing team. So, back in the day when the Xbox Series X actually released and people were going on and on about how it looked like a fridge. Sure did. The marketing, the Microsoft marketing team. Uh, actually went and made a fridge, and they raffled it off to somebody. Somebody ended up winning it. Um, Well, what they've also done quite recently is they've partnered with uh, good old Dwayne The Rock Johnson Mm -hmm. and his company that he's a co-founder of, Zoa Energy Drinks, to make a legitimate Xbox mini fridge that's branded, you know, Xbox as well as Zoa. Um, And they're raffling it off. It's a partnership between the both of them because it's hysterical because they're just running with the damn refrigerator joke at this point. And still keeping the star power that they've had because they announced the uh, the actual fridge that they made with Snoop Dogg. And now they've got The Rock on here. It's just wild that they're just sticking with it. And the fact that the Internet's freaking going nuts about it, which is crazy. They released a bunch of stuff to YouTubers to do unboxings and everything. 
Apparently, it's pretty solid. I saw a picture of it on the Microsoft website. It looks pretty fucking dope. It looks, I mean, I'm looking at the unboxing right now, and it looks pretty flimsy. It looks bad. It looks really? like, it looks like the a paint Because he, like, picks good. it up in one hand and, like, opens it up, and it holds, okay, it holds four cans with just enough gap to want to put a third can in there, but you can't get it in. <laughs> so it's basically. It's a mini fridge. It's, a t- it's like, mini, it's a desktop fridge. You're, yeah, you're fitting, it's, it's literally designed to fit the yeah. ZOA cans. Right. Like, you're not so, putting anything else in this. So it looks like, and I'm 99% sure, it looks like they just took a little can refrigerator, mm-hmm. built a plastic sheath around it, and that is it. Yeah. The ba- they didn't even bump it out so far to cover like the fans in the back. You can still see the fridge sticking out of the back. Yeah. I mean, it you looks- it's still a- it is a fridge at the end of the day, though. I know, but they could have done a little bit better. This looks they like could have. At I mean- least use a black fridge. They used a white fridge. Not the one that I saw. The one, no, the that, one that I, I saw, saw was is, black. the one I'm looking at is black. Yeah, the one oh, the it? one that's black actually does look. I think it look. I think the paint job looks really cool because it's like black on gold and stuff. Yeah, at least yeah, the one in the, uh, the and unboxing. there's a custom controller that they made for it too. Yes, yeah. I mean that looks that's pretty cool. But, but that's, otherwise, that's part of the it literally looks like you could just like cut right through it in one swipe with a katana. Oh man. Speaking I, of katanas, if you love sitting and swords, that's my two favorite things. Lenovo and will, Lenovo. Lenovo has five of you covered. Wow, uh, five of us exactly. Lenovo. There's three of us in this room. Yeah, yeah. well, we've got to use katana swords. Chair swords. <laughs> there we go. I accidentally said the right thing. <laughs> uh, so Lenovo, in a promotion for Demon Slayer, has oh, yeah. made a couple of chairs, five to be exact, with a katana built into the arm. <laughs> like an actual katana? Well, it no. doesn't have a katana. It, it just has the parts to hold one. Right. It has so the, if so if I supply the katana, yes, then I'm ready to go. I can be chair. Yes, I doubt they would actually day. sell you a katana. Lenovo is not like a cheapo one. No, God no. But I th- I believe. Uh, so I you have the picture here. But it's you're not gonna be able to get it. Right. It's it, you're not there. It's only for a promotion. Uh, it's and for, it's in Japan. It's in Japan. Of course it is. So I it think, does look pretty cool. I don't <laughs> think it would be a full length katana. Well, so they're basing it off oh, the maybe, anime yeah. Demon Slayer, right? And if they're trying to be, I mean, I agree. I can't really tell from this picture that I'm looking at if it's going to be a full length katana. But if they're going to oh. try and stick with the anime, then it should be a full. length It would katana. be a full length katana. So t- I like how they they basically just got like a plastic sword. I imagine they designed the hilt and everything to yeah, match to fit like a standard. Sheath. I'm, I'm not gonna try to pronounce the guy's name from Demon Slayer because I don't know nothing about it. Um, but mm, the, I I know so in theory, you could put a real katana. I wonder. I wonder if you have to sign something if you win it. Going, I will not put a real katana <laughs> in this chair. <laughs> I will never put an actual sword in this chair right. ever in my life. Because the part I'm most impressed about is like the custom leather strap they have yeah. to hold a katana. <laughs> you know that they probably spent way too much money on that. Um, Greg, I. I don't know what the hell your thing's about, so I can't segue to it. <laughs> I would like to introduce you to the Hypercube. Introduce me to it. Look at it. Oh, it's, I do like that. So it is a cube is uh-huh. filled with lights. 50 million to be or It can do 50 million different colors. Yeah, that sounds like RGB. Um, and That's a lot of lights. Though. All it is designed to do, it's on, it's on Indiegogo right now. It is designed to be a wireless connection to your phone that pulses with music also uh, pulses with games. Uh, nice. It's got different modes on it. Like you can do pattern mode. Like I said, it's, it's got a microphone. You can do rave mode. You can do like pulsing, like meditative mode where it's, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. Um, and uh, it's currently anywhere between 300 and $450 on Indiegogo. 
So that's incredible. That's early, way too much money. The early but. bird pricing for a 10 inch cube is 270. Yeah. The early bird pricing for a 15 is 450. Jesus. Full yep. pricing is 350 and 5. But it comes with an app that you can change the color palette. I would hope it comes with it an app. It just like, seems it's so stupid. Like, why do I need this? See, so, this like, is it's got a mirror things, in it, which is cool. So this is like, one what? of those things where if I went to somebody's house and saw this, I would love the shit out of it. But I cannot justify the cost for a box with fancy lights. And you can sync multiple cubes together. Oh, so you oh, think so I'm going to buy make multiple. a Christmas tree. So you can be in your room, and then all of a sudden it just starts going crazy. You're like, fucking Christ, Tyler's raving in this room again. I can tell. <laughs> God so, damn it, not again. I will say, it looks amazing. It does look yeah, it really awesome. good. But, but why? I also love, I don't know if you've gone to the Indiegogo page. But I'm looking one, at it right now. <laughs> if you scroll all the way down, right, I like the think of a lava lamp fused with a supernova. That doesn't mean anything. Um, because <laughs> those are two different words. Mostly because those are all kind of just blobby kind of. Yeah, yeah. not at all this what is this all is. Static. Um, after that, bright enough bright enough to light up an entire room. Cool. Weird. You're, okay. Weird. You're using that to my favorite one is if you scroll a bit down the infinite battle station rgb wow mm-hmm. who is putting mm-hmm. a 10 inch cube right next to their mouse uh only on somebody who desk. wants to win every game right they're like we gotta we gotta market to the i gamers. need more rgb without Weird. rgb it doesn't work right like i don't zen inducing meditation beacon <laughs> bedside nightlight. That's oh, too bright to be a fucking or a bedside nightlight bright enough to light up your whole room. Or a starship <laughs> yeah. hyperdrive. That's a but glass don't, orb. Don't you worry, guys. <laughs> it is scratch proof and it's rugged. So anyway, it's dumb. It, so it looks cool, insanely expensive. This like is I said, it's one of those things where if you saw it at somebody's house, you would think it's the coolest thing ever. But you would, you could, you would never buy one yourself. I don't right. think it would be that much to make one. Truthfully, no. probably not. I don't, I don't think it would be that hard to make one at all. All right, so that's uh, Weird News of the Week. It was really weird, and it was a dumb cube. So congratulations, you made it through. Now we're moving on to... Greg Stockman and Honey. Ugh. Greg Stockman and Honey. All right, and the Stockman uh, today is going to start with a uh, bit of education and then a bit of yelling. So the education is uh, what's Remember called... the thing? The disclaimer. Filling the gap. Oh, I'm not giving... I'm not talking about... Any specific stocks today? Well, I can't. Well, sort of. Whatever. You um, throw it out anyway. None of it's advice. We're at idiots. The end. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not advice. Uh, filling the gap. Um, I wanted to t- tell people what filling the gap are, uh, especially if you're seeing on Twitter when you're when someone's saying a stock is filling the gap upwards or downwards. And generally, what you see or the way I look at it is when you get to Friday and a stock price ends. Let's say it ends at ten dollars, and all of a sudden Monday it jumps to to twenty, and you're like, "Damn, let's buy that." There's a gap there between ten and twenty, which eventually it will fill before going back up. It just won't continue up. It will always fill that gap. And you can fill a gap down or you can fill a gap up. Um, So if a stock price finishes really high and then drops like, you know, 20 or 30% on Monday, it'll fill back up. So what that means is, you know, if you're looking at charts or anything like that, you start to see that happening, you can kind of be like, okay, so if it's it's filling the gap down, I don't want to buy it now. I want to wait. And if it's filling the gap up, maybe I want to buy it. Um, so that's just a little terminology. The second one is fucking fuck GameStop. Earnings were today, <laughs> and I they were okay, all fine. I, pro- I bought a put. I bet against that son of a bitch. It's Did already you down, do it? It's down forty dollars after in in uh, uh, after hours. Well, it's currently at a hundred. It was at one hundred and seventy dollars <throat> when I bought a fifty dollar put. I bet it's going to be fifty bucks in the next three weeks. So we'll see. Um, but I'm really concerned that uh, this generation and younger 
is now just being trained to just throw money at whatever the internet tells them to. And at that point, you are just throwing money into the hands of people who know that you are going to be impulsive and irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And when GameStop was pumped to 477, people were like, 477, oh, it's going to get bigger, and then bought it. And then when it was back down to 50, we're like, holy fuck, I've lost thousands of dollars. Um, and the only thing keeping that afloat was the internet and Twitter. And even going on there today, you'll see thousands of tweets and bots going by the dip, by the dip, by the dip. When in reality, they released their earnings today and they're worth at most $15 a share. Yeah. They're, <laughs> Looking at their fundamentals. Which is where they started when all of this craziness with GameStop actually started. They were at about $15 a right. share. They, 52 weeks ago today, they were at $4 a share. Their right. 52 week low, $2.50. This is not like you, you don't play around with stuff like that in terms of the market always corrects and it always figures it out. And it may go up for a little bit now, but eventually because it's got numbers behind it, this is their first earnings since the surge and the pinch. Um, it's going to go back down and there's going to be a correction. And so just be careful and nana nana boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. Don't ever, ever, ever put money into the stock market that you aren't willing to lose. Right. In one type of tree, say goodbye. Fur. Swole redwood. That's a good one. Swole redwood? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oak. Mighty. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.